Signal City, a beacon for the young and superpowered. A community where citizens of a new generation find themselves in all the masks they wear. Will they learn to thrive or to threaten? What kind of world will they fight for? Find out as we follow the heroics and teenage struggle of Lilith, the curator, and I'm never <laughs> alone. Shrike, the torchbearer, and I'll never hide who I am. Gray, the newborn, and I'm here to find my spark. Anais, not Grimoire. Not anymore. We welcome you to re-roll play. We open our session with a series of panels going through the sanctum. We have a panel of um, the downstairs kitchen and the, the sitting room, both of which are empty. We have a panel of the stairs, empty, of the hallway on the first on the, the second floor, which is empty except for um, Betsy, who is standing outside of Anais's door, a uh, hand kind of hovering right by the door jam, deciding whether or not she wants to knock. We get uh, a closer up panel where she steals herself and finally knocks and the onomatopoeia of knock knock um, on the door. And inside we cut to Anais. Anais, describe yourself. Anais is sitting on her bed, uh, knees just drawn up to her chest, um, just kind of curled up. Uh, she, she's definitely got her blankets just pulled up around her. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she's actually on the phone. Uh, and, and you get kind of her, her half of the conversation of, yeah, no, I, I know it's a lot. Um, I didn't. I didn't think it was like that with him either. Um, no, I, I don't really know what it means right now, okay? Um, maybe it means I'll spend some time at home and finally get my room unpacked. Good news, right? It means we probably won't have to move again. I know, I'm just trying to be funny. Thanks, Mom. I gotta go, okay? Love you too. And as uh, we, we see a little beep, and she puts the phone down, there's another knock on the door. Uh, yeah? Hey, uh, Anais, and we, we just see this from Anais's perspective with the word bubble from Betsy showing through, like, uh, from the cord- the like crack in the door. Uh, we don't see her on screen. Hey, yeah. uh, Anais, uh, hey, it's, it's Betsy, obviously. <laughs> uh, just... <laughs> Check in and see how you're doing. Um, I was going to go out and hang out a little bit with Claire today. I wanted to see if you wanted to come. Um, thanks. Uh, I, look, I, I think I'm going to stay here, okay? As, as we get the panel of Ani's, just kind of like drawing in a little. Yeah, uh, no, th- that's fine. Do you, do you need me to get anything for you while I'm out? Um... I can get you, I think, think I have a bag of matcha breakums downstairs, or I could get you some, some boba tea. No, I'm, or, I'm, I'm fine. Um, uh, let's see, um, ice cream, ice, ice cream, always jammy toast. Betsy, I'm, I'm fine, okay. Um, I could, I could get Piku, you, you love Piku. Betsy, I'm fine. And we get just a silent panel with no text. And then a following panel. All right, um, take care of yourself. Love you, Anais. Love you too, Bets. 
And then just very quietly in a, in a, in a word bubble that Betsy clearly can't hear. Sorry. Oh. So um, we, we cut over to Betsy in the hallway, and she has a mix of emotions on her face that she's doing her best not to show um, because she's Betsy. And she's going to walk down the, the hallway to where Layla's room is and knock on the door there. Yeah. Uh, hey, um, Betsy here. Um, look, I'm, I'm no good at the emotions thing, and I feel like I'm no good at the Anais thing, right? Um, Do you want you, me to go talk to her? I don't know if she's up for talking right now, but if you could just, I don't know, keep an eye on her. Keep. We're going to get through this, but right now it's really crappy, and I don't know how to keep her afloat. Well... She kept me afloat when I was at my lowest, so I'll I'll go look in on her. Thanks. I I know I could count on you. Yeah. Um, Layla's actually going to open the door and pull Betsy into a hug. Yeah, and Bet- Betsy's going to have just like this really surprised <sighs> expression on her face and, and at first be really stiff and eventually just put one hand on Layla's back and the other hand on Layla's back and like just tap tap awkwardly. <laughs> She's perfect. Betsy is good at these emotions. Um, and just say, yeah, uh, thanks. Um, listen, I got a standing date with Clara. Um, y- you got this, I believe in you. Go team, yeah. go. Yeah, <laughs> go team. And hey. And Layla's gonna like kind of pull back and like gently like do the gentle shoulder brush on Betsy and just kind of say, you don't have to be okay either. You know that, right? You don't have to pretend like everything's okay yeah she's gonna nod briskly and we we get a shot of like tear-lined eyes that she's trying not to show uh yeah i i know that but thanks and she's just gonna quickly turn and scamper off down the hallway what are you gonna do layla layla's gonna head over to anise's room and kind of knock on the door hey want some company and the, the door kind of, like, half opens, and you get the, like, Anise isn't even wearing her glasses, and she just looks bedraggled. Um, her her usually wild hair is actually lying flat for once. Um, and I, I think she's just got it kind of pulled back into a messy bun. I don't know, do you want to come into the jerk zone population jerk? And she points to herself. What are you talking about? You're not a jerk. Oh, I'm a jerk right now, apparently. (sighs) Well, if that's true, then you're no more of a jerk than I was, you know, way back when. Yeah, I I guess you are a pretty big jerk. (laughs) And she's going to open the door. (laughs) (laughs) Layla's going to come in and kind of just put put an arm around Anais and just give her a... A slight squeeze and just... Look, I'm not expecting you to be 100% yet. I just... I don't want you to be alone. You never left me alone. Even when I wanted to be. To be fair, you never got to be alone in general. Layla kind of half chuckles and then... Like, she pauses, kind of cocks her head like she's listening. Z says... Well, I never got to be alone either. <laughs> oh, um, 
I guess I can't hear Z anymore either. Oh. Oh, I... <sighs> we'll figure something out, okay? I know that Z is not about to let you go on not talking. They care about you too much. I think Anais is just gonna is just gonna swallow hard and nod. You can definitely see the the eyes are starting to brim. Come on, let's let's get you out of this room, yeah. We don't have to go anywhere. Let's just at least get you out of the jerk zone. I think maybe the jerk zone comes with, but okay. Come on, there's a new season of Dream Sword Companion. Yeah. Okay. So we're, we're going to get a couple panels of the two of you walking down the stairs to the TV room. The way and he depressed Weeb's heart. Yeah, <laughs> you're going to cross by Gray. Gray, what are you up to right now? Like, I, I'm sure you can tell something is amiss, and I'm sure a part of you really feels bad because, like, Anais isn't the same and you know that. But, like, what are you up to? Where are you? What are you doing? Yeah, Gray is definitely very perplexed. Knows something is wrong, knows that something big just happened, that Anais has gone through something very difficult, but doesn't really get it. And so has kind of just been wandering around the house, holding their toaster most of the time, and picking up shinies that they find nice, or occasionally (laughs) making drawings, like, not really of anything, just kind of lines that they find appealing and maybe in colors that they think are nice and placing them outside of Anais' oh! door. <laughs> because they they want to help, but they know that they don't know what to say. And at least they've probably heard that Anais is telling other people that she wants to be left alone and doesn't really know enough to maybe not <laughs> leave her alone. And so is doing their best to provide what comforts them. Because they're a bower bird of a human being. <laughs> yes. Well, <laughs> a human being in quotes. <laughs> Wonderful. So, um, d- describe. So, you've been leaving these drawings outside of Anais's door. So, I imagine uh, we-, we had been seeing them in some of the previous scenes of the hallway, just drawings scattered over the ground. But, like, what what are you doing right now? Right now, I think they are. Probably sitting in, like, next to a window, kind of looking outside, worrying at the cord of the toaster, (laughs) which is definitely starting to show some serious wear and tear. Oh, dear, yes. And has been making some interesting noises and smells and sounds (laughs) and visuals when plugged into the wall to make the bread hot. (laughs) Mm. And so is kind of trying to figure out what this means and what they should be doing. How they upset the toaster. They were holding it and they just wanted it to be their friend and now it's sad. <laughs> like someone we know. <laughs> oh. You see, Grey, Anais is the toaster. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I think maybe like Layla at some point tried to explain to Gray what was going on and kind in, of in toaster terms. Yeah, basically like, well, she's kind of like the toaster. Um she got really worn down and and she's not really working the same way that she used to. 
Gray's eyes go wide. Because at least in their mind, they have a lot of control over the toaster. And have kind of figured out that maybe the reason why the toaster is broken is at least in some part their fault. (laughs) And so with giant dinner plate eyes are like, I broke Ani's too? No, 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 no. Oh my god, honey, no. You didn't do anything wrong. Look at me. You did not do this, okay? Can you can you hear that? I didn't break Ani's the toaster. I don't know what happened with your toaster, but you did not break Ani's, okay? That was Henrik. The tall one. <laughs> yes. The tall one. But here's the thing. This toaster, it's not... It's not... It's not beyond repair, okay? We can fix the toaster, and I think we can help Anais, too. We just have to be very gentle with her and try to encourage her not to give up hope. Gray is nodding, like, avidly along with this. And they start to seem a little bit more animated. Like, there are things that we can do. They don't know what those are, but there are things <laughs> that they can do, and they will find those things out. Oh Trial and error. <laughs> right. So oh I think God. we're like we we've had the these flashback <laughs> panels that are they're kind of slightly more subdued colors and um, saturation to indicate their flashbacks, and then we're gonna cut right back to Gray in the present, just standing up by the window with this this look of. Uh, uh, assuredness and confidence and determination. determination. Yes, determination on their face of, I will fix the Anais toaster. <laughs> so, what is your plan? How are you going to fix the Anais toaster? <laughs> Toastermination? <laughs> well, they've actually decided that this toaster, this toaster right now is not the main thing to focus on. Okay. The main thing to focus on is Anais the toaster. Yes. And how they're going to try and combat this is to get Anais a nice new toaster. (laughs) (laughs) I I follow your sound logic, correct? (laughs) Because it makes Gray feel better? Yes. (laughs) And so it would make Anais feel better, naturally. Everyone likes a toaster. And (laughs) new things are nice, too, and it, it would be all hers. It wouldn't be anyone else's. I need to know that every session of this game that we play, I... The des- my desire to go home and hug a warm toaster increases <laughs> slightly. I haven't actually done it yet, but someday I'm going to. So, Gray is going to find out how to get a toaster. All right. I, I kind of imagine that we we have the- these panels of, like, um, Layla and Anais are just slowly coming down the stairs. Uh, Piku is sitting there at the base of the stairs, just like sitting and panting with his tail wagging frantically, just looking in anticipation to, to, to mommy is coming downstairs. And as the two of them reach the landing, Gray is walking out the door saying, I'm going to buy a toaster. And then the door slams shut. And we probably get this panel of Anais and Layla looking at each other with a shared word bubble between them. What? <laughs> Yeah, just just like that. I, I think it's even like one panel of of like them both just looking at the door. I imagine like Layla's got the look of confusion and concern, and Anis just looks exhausted. <laughs> just has has the like I can't even deal with this right now look. Aww. And then they kind of just look at each other, just 
Uh. <laughs> I love it. All right, so we're going to cut over to Clara. Clara, we haven't seen you yet this this issue. What are you doing right now before Betsy gets there? I was thinking Clara might actually have been waiting on the porch for, for Betsy, and so is, okay. is here to see Grey confidently striding out of the door, proclaiming that they're going to go buy a toaster. <laughs> yes, perfect. Yes. Uh, Claire, Claire's kind of like, she's she's clearly been on the porch for a minute. Like, I think she's in her in her suit more for ease of getting around than anything mm-hmm. else. It's just, it's just easier if you can fly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's got she got the helmet off and she's like put it on the on the, the the deck of the porch. And she's sort of leaning against one of the the pillars that supports the roof. And there's usually a certain amount of like weird gremlin energy. She's usually perching on something or like hanging from something or, you know, bouncing around a little bit. She's just very a little bit too casually leaning up against the this this pillar. The wings are kind of drooped. They're sort of held slack. Yeah. They're not really... She just kind of propped herself up here and is just waiting. Yeah, and while you're waiting, you get a buzz on your phone. Uh, it's a text from Celine. And it just says, how are you holding up? Text back. Oh, you know, real bad. <laughs> you get a response. Sorry. How's Anais? Can I do anything? Oh, you know, real bad. I don't think so. I don't think any of us can, honestly. So you get one final message back from Celine that says, you know, I might actually get it. I'm I'm not super powered either, but I like to think I'm still important. Let me see if I can talk to her. Oh. Yeah, I think the text back is, well, you certainly are to me. Give it a shot. See what you can do. I think she'd probably like the company. And I don't think I'm the best company for her right now. Yeah. And one final message is just a heart. So uh, as uh, as Clara lowers her phone uh, with that last final message, the door opens and outsteps <laughs> uh, Betsy. It is it's kind of a, an overcast, cloudy day. She's she's not quite in her. She's half in her suit without, like, the the goggles Mm -hmm. on, but she is wearing sunglasses right now, despite it being an overcast day for whatever reason. And she she just looks antsy and anxious. She can't stand still in one place. Her arms are crossed, and she looks tense. And she turns to you and says, hey, uh, you want to do, like, anything right now? You want to do anything? I, mm, yes, mm. Mm Mm-hmm, yeah, so, uh, what's the damage? She kind of jerks her head back towards the house, indicating how's it going in there. (laughs) Uh, let's, let's walk and talk. Walk and talk. Come on. Or fly and talk. <laughs> Quick question. Yes. Would you say Anais hurt Betsy? Yes. Oh, a clear angry. <laughs> Guilty staying. Or Anais might have hurt Betsy. Uh, Henrik in the situation definitely hurt Betsy. Mm. I have a, since we're doing condition clear, um, Layla suggested throwing themselves into easy relief in the form of... Yeah, uh, I was yeah. thinking that. In I the think form end, of anime and... I, I think that's probably going to be like end of next scene, but yeah. 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 I, hang on, remind me which one... E- I know easy relief clears something. Hopeless. Hopeless. Cool. Yes. On the bright side, I don't see any uh, supervillains to fight on the way over to the couch, so you should be able to clear that before the next scene ends. I mean, you say that now. Look at what happened, like, last week. <sighs> Metatextual voice of Anais. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Clara's response. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. Um... Why are you wearing sunglasses? It's, like, super cloudy out. I don't have the tint on my visor set at all. 
Oh, uh, I'm just trying to look cool. Correct me if I'm wrong. Does she walk into a phone pole like 30 seconds after saying that? Yes, especially uh, she, <laughs> she wouldn't have before. But now that you've said that, that's exactly what happens. Uh, she's going to take off her glasses, rub the bridge of her nose that's now turning red. <laughs> uh, can, can I roll to directly engage to steal the glasses? <laughs> yes. To take something. That's a 10. Uh, yeah, you take I'm going to steal the glasses. Yep. And resist or avoid. And I'm going to resist or avoid uh, Betsy trying to, trying to steal them back. Trying to slappy hands them back. Yeah, she's kind of <laughs> yoink, reach out and snags them. Yeah, no, I, we need you not concussed. Yeah, Betsy's, Betsy's eyes are bloodshot. Um, she yeah. looks upset. At, 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 like, actually seeing Betsy with the glasses mm-hmm. on. Clara's been clearly, like, ma- maintaining a face. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of, it just kind of falls you okay? I, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm really not okay right now. And I don't know how to fix things in there. And the only thing I can think of doing right now is finding the asshole who did this to Anais and just punching him in the face. You know what? That sounds like a really, really, really good idea. I think so too. I see no flaws in it. Um... He's definitely not an incredibly powerful wizard. Yeah, let's... We got this. We, we got this. We got let's, this. Let's go punch Henrik in the face. Let's go punch Henrik in the face. Okay. And I, I think Claire actually, like, like put, put, puts an arm around around Betsy's waist and a wing over her shoulder. And yeah. Just, let's do this. Yeah, and Betsy has this, like, uh, like hysterics expression on her face <laughs> where, the, like, the tears are streaming at this point. And she, she definitely looks like just beyond helping like between laughing and crying it's like let's go punch Henrik in the face now can, can i be comforted can i try to comfort and support yes you may roll this <laughs> that's a five claire is in no condition to comfort and support mark potential. she's also she's angry this is not yeah this is not comforting or supporting they are objectively doing something terribly stupid and self-destructive yeah I, I, editor's note i think this is stupid and self-destructive and probably won't help in the end but boy is it what the two of them feel like doing oh, right now boy is it foolhardy action <laughs> i was I mean, about to say foolhardy action or easy relief uh, I think, no, this is not going to be easy, but it is full hearty action. <laughs> I don't know. I've gotten punched in the face and found that easy relief sometimes. I don't know. Uh, I don't have insecure marks, do you? Uh, I don't have a character sheet in front of me. I'm the GM. That's <laughs> the GM could have insecure marked. The GM always has insecure marked. Okay, that's a good point. Um, all right, so the the two of them are going to walk down, walk off down the street, and as they as they go... What what are your plans? Uh, how are you planning on finding Henrik to punch him in the face? And like Betsy is here to use as a resource. Uh, I'll I'll do this in character. So okay, I have super senses. You uh-huh. have vigil. Uh huh. And I'm pretty sure that Nina might know something. Yeah, I don't she... like her, but we shouldn't punch her today. We can punch her later. We can punch her later. Today she can help us punch someone else. Yeah, I I see no flaws in this plan. Let's let's do it. Absolutely um, not. I don't know if I have Nina's number, but I you're you're right, I'm vigil and I will find it. <laughs> and she just takes out her phone and like clicks a few buttons and suddenly you, you just see like Linux command line take over the screen of her phone. Um th- I have a lot of questions of what Betsy does on her phone, but that's beside the point. <laughs> um How are you running Linux on that thing? Uh, don't ask. 
And uh, she, she she starts working. Uh, on a few occasions, you need to, like, nudge her to the side so she doesn't walk into another phone pole as you go. <laughs> and uh, after a few minutes, she says, all right, I got it. Okay, so here's her phone. Here is uh, the her last known address. And in case you were wondering, here is her social security number. I don't think we'll need that today. I I wasn't. That's so freaky. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think, oh. yeah, I, I didn't think we need that today, but the, the first two might be helpful. Do you, do you want me to just call her like a normal person? If, if do you we... know how to call someone like a normal person? No, I'm going to pass the phone to you. If Vigil doesn't have blowing off steam, Vigil <laughs> needs blowing off steam. Uh-huh. She does so many misdemeanors and victimless crimes. Except that they're usually victimful, but the victim's only consequence that they're vaguely confused. Well, that's why victimless is in big old quotes. Yeah. Fair. Wonderful. Again, I am the GM. I don't have a character sheet in front of me right now. <laughs> yeah, so she's got, she's going to pass the, like, put her phone back in phone normal mode. phone mode and just pass the phone over to you with um, uh, the, the number queued up. Why is this sticky? Okay. Um, candy. I've been eating a lot of candy you today. Know, you know what? That checks out. Yeah, she'll, 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 she'll give Bookworm a call. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Wow, I... Can't believe that I never thought to ask my one of my best friends, definitely super villainous cousin, for her number before. I never. I can't believe that never would have come up. So the uh, the phone rings. We we just get like bring 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 and like the the onomatopoeia across the panel. And after ringing a good five six times, finally finally you hear a click as it picks up. Hello. Hi asshole. Oh, hey yeah I. I deserve that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, hey, how's how's my cousin holding up? Really, really bad. Yeah, I deserve hearing that one, too. Um, so I'm assuming you didn't just call to call me an asshole, though that would be warranted. That would be warranted. I, Claire, Claire feels a little bad about this. I already have guilty marked. I can't mark it yet. <laughs> uh, no, no, I didn't. Uh, sorry. Um, what, what, what do you, Clara, what do you qualify that as hurting someone? No. Because she deserves it. She, she deserves it and yeah. knows she deserves it. You know, it. but that's fair. You know, that's very fair. <laughs> she yeah. knows she's a supervillain or was a She knows she's a reformed supervillain. Reformed in big quotes. No, no, I, I, I did actually have a question. Sorry. Um, yeah, um, I... I think I owe it to you and my cousin to help. So where does Henrik hang out to do his evil schemes? Ah. No uh, reason. No reason at all. Mm. We I just want to talk. <laughs> we, we just... Oh, we just want to talk. I'm going to take this moment to remind you that Henrik is currently an awful powerful sorcerer, but considering I think you already know that... Uh, yeah, and I'm an awful powerful dumbass, so... Yeah... You and your your buddy that I'm sure got my phone number, hmm? Yeah, she's really good. Mm, yeah, I'm a little afraid of her. Yeah, you should be. Anyways, uh, Henrik's studio that he used to work with training my cousin, uh, it's... She does have a name, you know? <sighs> Anais. Um, yeah, there you go. Anyways, Henrik's studio is has been cleared out for the last day or two. Yeah, that'd be too easy, wouldn't it? I... Be glad to come downtown and help you track him down, though. I I would also like to punch him in the face. You know what? 
I think this could be a really cathartic bonding moment for us of all trying to punch Henrik in the face. That seems like a great idea. I see no flaws in this plan. None. None <laughs> at all. All right. You know, um, Betsy said the same thing. All right. Um, where should I meet you? Two? You two? Yeah, two. Just, just, just the two of us. No flaws in this plan. Uh, promontory? Sounds great. There's this great cafe down there. Yeah, let's get coffee and then punch a guy in the face. All right, French Press Cafe? Yeah. Let's do it. So we're... Um, <laughs> Hangs up. So we're getting coffee with the bookworm. And, and Betsy's just going to stop like stop walking and just turn to you and say, I see no flaws in this plan. <laughs> no, 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 this is great. And with this, we're going to cut back over to the, um, the living room where Anais and Layla are trying to relax. Take us away. What so, describe the scene? As we as we came downstairs, um, like we grabbed uh, grabbed Piku and um, Layla in in a little bit of a callback. They as they go into the living room, Layla kind of sings to herself the Dream Sword Companion theme. <laughs> Dream Sword Companion, Guardian of Light, and as she does so. She like flicks her wrist and opens the opens the shades with uh, with her telekinesis. <laughs> yeah, you get the kind of reverse like <laughs> as Anis covers her face with a blanket, like almost like vampire cloak style. <laughs> In fact, I think you get the. <laughs> I think Piku is gonna get really entertained and enthusiastic at Anais making noise and start like prancing around and then jump on Anis and start licking. <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, Anais kind of gets gets knocked out of her tangle of blanket. Uh, you can see she she's got on like an overly large, slightly moth-eaten sweater. Oh. Got a few flyaways in, in her hair. A few flies in her hair. <laughs> no, yeah. she's not that uncanny. <laughs> <laughs> Layla is. Um... Uh, gonna like kind of signal for Piku to like jump up on the couch and then and then kind of kind of guide Anais like with an arm around the shoulder ba- like over to the couch and like throw the blanket around her and just kind of say, "I'm gonna make some hot chocolate. You want some?" No. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. How many marshmallows? So many marshmallows. <laughs> I will fill it to the brim with marshmallows. And as she as she she um is like, you queue up Dream Sword Companion, I'll make the hot chocolate. Okay. And Layla's gonna go into the kitchen and you kind of like as she as she like gets out of Anais's field of vision, she kind of drops the like everything's gonna be okay mask on her, like, that she's wearing as soon as she's alone, and then just kind of... <sighs> Z? Yes? Am I doing this right? Because I feel like what I should be doing right now is punching Henrik in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think all of us would like to punch Henrik in the face, and I know I would personally like to tell my girlfriend... That I'm here for her and what I think of her, but I, I can't do that right now, and I, it hurts. And from what I know about you, I know you're hurting, right? Yeah, this sucks. I, she's my best friend. How am I supposed to? 
How am I supposed to make things better, Z? I don't know if we can make things better. I just, I think you're doing the right thing. Um, you're, you're being there for your friend. You're trying to help her through it, and I don't know what else you can do. Uh, I, I'm sorry, I have thousands of years of experience of ripping people down, and I really don't know how to build them back up, and I'm sorry. Hey, you're, you're a lot better than you give yourself credit for. You've come a long way, Zylariel. Hey, right, right back at you. You're, you're no longer the bumbling idiot, <laughs> moody teenager that you used to be. You're a very charming, bumbling, moody idiot, moody teenager. Who's <laughs> was very capable, and <laughs> I'm not doing this right. No, you're doing, no, you're doing, you're doing great, Zylariel. I just, <laughs> look. We're going to figure something out, even if it's just finding a way for you to talk to her, because I know there's still something there. Like, I can I can still feel the bond on my end. I just, I know that she can't. And... Look, the bonds between people, between entities, magic can help you understand them and feel them on a greater level, but they're more than that, and... Even the most mundane person I have interacted with, that bond is real. That th- Those relationships, those connections, that love, that that is real. Um, whether or not it's magical. I really needed to hear that, Z. Thanks. And hey, I'm going to try really, really hard to tell her how much she means to you, okay? I'm not going to let her forget that. Even if you can't say it to her, I'll keep reminding her. And, hey, when I get the opportunity to say it myself, I look forward to that. What do you know? The imp is optimistic. Don't tell anyone. I have a reputation to uphold. I would never tell anyone. All right, now get back in there. The hot cocoa is going to get cold. All right, yeah. So many marshmallows. And she picks up the the mugs of cocoa, brimming with marshmallows. A couple are probably going to just uh, fall to the floor <laughs> on the way over. Yeah, the little traced bounce line. Yeah, yeah. Piku's going to follow you from the kitchen to the uh, living room, just lapping up each marshmallow <laughs> against the ground. Is the hot chocolate literally just a mug full of marshmallows that you then poured hot chocolate over until it filled up to the brim? <laughs> yes. That's kind mostly, of how I envisioned mostly it. Mostly marshmallow. Yeah. Just filling in the extra space with hot chocolate. Oops, all marshmallows. Yeah. What's um, the problem with that? There isn't one. Yeah. Um, as... as uh, Layla comes in with the hot chocolate, and she's just just kind of puts it in front of Anais. There you go. Marshmallows for my favorite marshmallow. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's gonna pick it up and and take a sip? Question mark bite. <laughs> yeah. Sip slash bite. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get this this panel of Anais taking this this uh, sip slash bite, and suddenly like a big blue nose is gonna come out of the side of the mm-hmm. panel. Uh, just like. <laughs> Piku. <laughs> Thanks, Layla. Hey, this is what best friends are for. And Z wants you to know this is what weird infernal date mates are for. I miss that weird infernal date mate. Hey, 
even if we have to play magical telephone, Z's not going to stop talking to you. I'm really glad. I'm, I'm glad Z's still around. You know what's so unfair? What is, honey? Do you know how many times I wished for this, as she just kind of gestures to herself, how many times I wanted to just wish it all away and make it all go away, and why did it have to happen like this? Why did it have to be him? Oh, honey. And Layla's just gonna, like, hug Anais close and just kind of stroke her hair. You can cry, it's okay. I'm really dehydrated. I don't know if I can. <laughs> Layla's going to kind of like, like she, with, she does have kind of the like dry sniffles going yeah, on. Yeah, with without without taking one arm or out from around Anais, she kind of like reaches out with her other arm to the kitchen and telekinetically like fills a glass and and floats it over. Do you want me to roll? Yeah, roll because I need to describe the panel based upon your roll. <laughs> oh boy. Roll to unleash your powers. Okay, cool. Uh, seven on the day, dice, eight in real life. All right, so we only get a tiny bit of water, like, flicking out the side <laughs> as it hovers in front of Anais. Mm. Pro- probably uh, splashing Piku in the face, um, <laughs> causing him to just, just pant and very happily. Here, drink this. You'll feel better. And Anis just downs it, just chugs the entire glass, I think. Do you want another? Not right now. Okay. I don't know why he did this. I don't know. I can't give you the answer for what could possibly motivate someone to betray their own family like this. But we're going to figure something out, okay? I don't know how. I don't know when. But we're going to figure something out, no matter what. I don't know if I care why he did this. He still did it. I think I hate him. You know, I hated Wyatt, too. I couldn't figure out why someone I loved, someone who said they loved me, would do something so mean and selfish and then i realized you're right it doesn't matter why it just matters that they did it and we have to deal with the consequences of that and it's not fair it's not i thought everything would go back to normal if i ever got rid of the magic and now it's just worse i didn't i didn't think about the fact that i might get attached to the things i built up while i was grimoire you still are Grimoire. I'm not. I'm... I'm really, really not. I'm so sorry, Anais. I don't... I'm, I'm tiny and weak and I, I'm just pathetic. I can't do anything the way I used to. It's gonna take some getting used to. I know how it feels like your entire life just got ripped away from you and just turned upside down and shaken like a box of toys. Again. Again. I'm so sorry, Anais. I know it sucks. It sucks so much. 
So with that, I think we're going to have a final panel from behind them, the two of them on the couch with um, Piku sitting on the third seat and probably tipping the couch slightly a little bit <laughs> due to his yeah. enormous weight uh, as Dream Sword Companion plays in the background. And no one's watching it, but it's noise. And with that, we're going to cut over to Gray. Gray, what are you, what are you doing right now? Where are you? Describe yourself. So this is Gray's first time... Leaving the sanctum by themselves. Yes, correct. Oh One of the first times they left really to not, like, not for a distinct purpose that's hero work mm-hmm. at all. Yep. Um, so they're really kind of just milling about. Right now, they have no idea how one would acquire a toaster. Okay, perfect. This this is perfect. Uh, what are you doing? Like, d- Give me a couple panels of what you are doing and where you are. I think they've made it to some sort of like small neighborhood park. Okay. And are just kind of walking, looking up at the trees and the leaves with a vague smile on their face. Just like, there's wind. There yeah. might not be sun because it's cloudy, but like air and nature and it's all just fun and there are people around and maybe they'll ask one of those people how to get a toaster or maybe they won't but they're just having a great time there are no flaws in this plan <laughs> there are no flaws in any of the plans today it's perfect yeah so i think we're gonna get a couple really pr- just really beautiful panels of like gray strolling through the park looking up uh the wind sweeping through their hair and billowing their clothes uh, some panels from below of like the, the the leaves on the trees above getting blown back and forth, and the light shining through them, uh, like lighting them up in a um, like beautiful way. You can you can see the veins in each each of the leaves as uh, the light streams through them. Um, we we see people uh, in the park like throwing a ball back and forth, and probably um, j- just a panel of gray. Uh, gray standing like stick straight and with only their head going back and forth and back and forth <laughs> as the ball gets thrown uh, from person to person in front of them. We see probably a, per- a couple people walking their dogs and it's just I mean, the the world is beautiful. Uh, at, at one point where we're probably going to get a couple interspaced panels of Gray talking to individuals asking about where to buy a toaster. And like the, the first one's a, uh, an older couple and like the gentleman scratches his head and uh, has like a little word bubble of, well, I don't know how you do things anymore. Everything's these uh, these big department stores instead of uh, what they used to be. And, but, but, uh, and a couple of just like people pointing off in the direction of um, uh, like the shopping district. I actually have a move. You have a move. Okay, let's do this mechanically. Do I have it. a move. The move is called What's the Thing? Uh-huh. When you ask for someone else's guidance on mo- on the modern world, they must tell you <laughs> what they think you should do or how you should act. Uh-huh. If you act the way act the way they tell you, clear a condition and shift mundane up and any other label down. Mm-hmm. If you act the that way and it goes poorly, mark potential. Perfect. <laughs> oh, no. Um so roll, let's see how this goes. I don't actually think you roll. Oh, no, you don't roll. Okay, so this just happens. So, yeah, I I think what we are going to get is um, this woman with a baby stroller, and she's going to to remark, there's, uh, I think there's a store downtown, uh, Bullseye, they're running a sale right now on on appliances. Uh, Go check it out. And she she pulls up her phone, 
and uh, like pull, like pinches and pulls the map in such a way and indicates on the streets. And Gray, you kind of get it. You kind of get how to map a phone to a uh, or uh, a map on a phone to the, the streets. But you're mostly just nod- nodding and smiling. But I'm gonna say you get you it point enough. In a direction. You get it enough, and you point in the direction. You can actually see the bullseye logo off across at the edge of the park. Um, so you see that there. So, um, anything else you want to add before we cut away? Not yet. Okay, perfect. So we're going to cut away to downtown on the promontory, uh, right outside the French Press Cafe, where Nina is standing there, uh, a cup of coffee in one hand, in a side bag, brimming with, like, books and odds and ends uh, over her shoulder, as uh, Betsy and Clara, or... Are, 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 you said you were kind of in your superhero outfit, right? She's kind of half supered up, but right okay. now the line between Clara and Shrike is a very thin one. Either yeah. one is probably pretty accurate at this point. All right. We're, we're gonna, we can say that Shrike and Vigil are approaching Nina, and uh, Nina's going to turn to you, the two of you and say, Well, good news. I think I know, my, know where to find him. And she, she pulls up um, a picture on her phone of Henrik walking into... A building and points down the street. Uh, there is uh, an apartment building there. Are you two ready? That was weirdly easy. Okay, but can we stop for coffee first? Oh yeah, absolutely. I think we both really need some coffee. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, how about this? I owe you. It's on me. And Betsy's gonna grin at this and say, See what's on the menu. <laughs> oh, oh no. Mistake. <laughs> Clara like actually kind of generally smiles at me. Thanks. She's gonna make you regret that, but I won't. <laughs> and uh, as the three of you walk into the cafe, uh, we're going to have a couple panels that pan off in the direction of the apartment building that pan up and we see on the top floor, Henrik is looking out ominously. Oh, good. I love it when villains look out ominously. Me too. And with that, I think we're going to go get some ice cream. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Reroll Play. This episode, you heard us play Masks, a new generation created by Brendan Conway and published by Magpie Games. I'm Marie, your show running GM, and our sound editing is done by Andy. The music you're hearing is the epic orchestral superhero trailer by Neil Murray Music. Be sure to follow us on Facebook at Reroleplay Podcast or on Twitter at Signal City for regular updates as our adventures continue. If you'd like to help us make our show even better, please consider supporting us on Patreon. A link to our page can be found in the description. We'd like to thank all our patrons for their generous support, but we'd like to make special mention of our paragons of Signal City, Caitlin, Micah Weld, and our anonymous benefactor. With that, we're officially off to get our just desserts. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next episode.